global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. Yes, yeah, brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at nria.net. Good morning. I'm John Tucker of Banks and Technology Shares, bolstering an early climb in stocks. Uh, before we get new home sales data at 10 o'clock, that may show an improving U.S. economy as investors adapt to prospects for a Federal Reserve interest rate increase as early as next month. As a result of those expectations, the dollar is higher this morning. Uh, right now in stocks, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 166 points, up about 1%. The S&P 500 up 17. And the Nasdaq Composite Index is up 45 points. Among the most actively traded shares in the early going, uh, shares of Twitter, they're down 3.6%. Uh, Twitter has been downgraded to a sell versus neutral at Moffitt Nathanson. Uh, Twitter's less of a must-have for potential acquires uh, the analyst right. And uh, once again, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 160 points. We check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And Bloomberg Surveillance continues with Tom and Mike. John, thanks so much. Greatly appreciate that. Um, January 18th, 1958, uh, the world changed, to say the least. Michael, I don't know if you remember this, but I was beaten as a child you will watch Leonard Bernstein and the Young People's Concert. You will sit in front of the black and white TV and you will get culture and you will watch Leonard Bernstein tell you that music matters and it's not the Beatles. It's called adult classical music. There is no one besides Benjamin Zander who has done what Bernstein has done with kids. This is great. The Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra. You are redoing my ute, well, <laughs> essentially. In, in a sense, that's the greatest compliment you could pay because he really changed the world. He changed. Well, right. he, first yeah. of all, we could talk about Mahler for hours. Yeah. I mean, right. essentially out of World War II, right. brought Mahler back as you right. have reinvigorated that. Yeah, but right. in classical music right now, without the, the society support that Mr. Bernstein had, right. you are putting kids in Carnegie Hall on stage in front of 4,000 people? Well, the hall holds 2,500. We're doing two concerts on the 6th of June and the 7th of June, Monday and Tuesday night. And both concerts, they're free concerts, and we have had requests from 4,500 people for each of those concerts. Now, this is a lottery, so if anybody's listening and they want to come, they have to just go on right. bossonphil.org, and they can request tickets. And if they say, Ben sent, you, sent me, then we'll make sure What is different them. here is the collapse of your industry. You have lived it. This is not the Boston Symphony Orchestra, folks. This is the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra, and you pick up the youth orchestra. Right. You may, I would suggest as an amateur more than anyone, are pushing back against the decline right. of classical music. Are you winning the war? Yes, absolutely. Now, let's re- realize that more classical music is being listened to today than ever before in the history of the world. People are not going to concerts as much, but we get a huge amount of young people in our concerts, even very young people. We have five-year-olds and seven-year-olds who come to hear the Rider Spring and Mahler Symphony because we offer the children free 
tickets. And that's, there, there are people who bring their whole families to these concerts. That's the secret. You experience this thing, it's, and it's played by very intense young people. The youngest is 12, and the oldest is 21. They play as if their life depended on it. You just see them physically digging in and playing with such passion and such fervor. And, of course, the music is great, and you come to Carnegie Hall, and we turned away 500 people from a concert in, in Symphony Hall in Boston recently. And it's the secret is great music played with passion and intensity and love, right. and also I explained the music a little bit before. Uh, Ala Bernstein, Mike, yeah. jump in here, please. Uh, how old are the... Are the, the youngest so is 12, and the oldest is 21. So it's <clears> that that powerful age post-puberty age when the hormones are in full flight <laughs> oh, really? and the music speaks to them in a way that it doesn't to older people who've played it and only have dim memories yeah. of those experiences. Well, in some ways, maybe uh, it works to your advantage to have the enthusiasm oh, my God, of youth, it's un- it's especially when you, when you take on um, your uh, arrangement of Rite of Spring because right. Uh, right. a lot of people don't realize Stravinsky uh, uh, towards the end uh, he, the tempo is extraordinarily fast in the right. original score and it, right. it never gets it's played not, that way. It's not in the original score. I have to say it's in his piano role, but he he couldn't conduct it because it was too difficult to play, to play, and so he reduced the tempo. But we've restored it to that same tempo that. He had for his on the piano roll, and he's describing a young virgin dancing herself to death. And in the traditional tempo that you usually hear, she barely breaks a sweat. But in this, you get these kids playing at a fervent, fast, driven tempo, and it's electrifying. And these two pieces on that program. This is on the seventh of June. We're doing the Rider Spring. First of all, L'Après-Midi of Debussy, then The Rite of Spring, and then Mahler One. And I don't believe those pieces have ever been put together in one program in the history of the world. And it's a very exciting thing to put them together. And at the end of the first part with The Rite of Spring, people are going to spring to life, you know, to standing ovation, and then we'll do Mahler One after that. Well, you, you, you've got an interesting program because you, you do uh, the prelude, and you do Rite of Spring, and you're doing Mahler One. What's the connection? Between those. Well, actually, we're doing them on that program because we just did Mahler One in Boston in May, and it was such a beautiful performance that I wanted to bring it to New York and to have people hear it. And so we put these two pieces together. What they have in common, all those three pieces, is an exploration of man's relationship to nature. So there is a theme but it's an extraordinary juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. And I think for the people who are there, it'll be an right. unforgettable experience. And as for the kids, you cannot imagine how excited they are. And to play to a full house where every seat is taken, there's nothing more exciting. Really. How do you deal with the kids that on one hand are working through a difficult scale in the key of B and what is it, five or six flat, uh, sharps? I can't even remember. I, I, I left it at the key of D. I got the two sharps and said, <laughs> that's it. But, you know, they're in the key of B and they're really struggling and they're working on viola or, or, or cymbals or whatever. And then they want to go out and they want to listen to Ariana Grande. How do you deal with the modern pop? And all of the music streaming and all of the distractions well, of we music don't deal with it, Tom. The kids that I'm dealing with are passionate, committed, intense, and totally masterful in their music. So even the 12-year-olds 
fabulous musicians and they play mm. brilliantly. So our kids are all committed. They come in for a four-hour rehearsal every Saturday and they work from 2.30 to 6.30 without a single moment of losing hesitation of their concentration. Right. So what we do is we play our music with full passion and people want to come in. If you're just joining us, Benjamin Zander, the Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra, Carnegie Hall, Sold out, but it's a lottery. You can still go, but it's a lottery. Monday, June 6, 7, 8 p.m., both nights. People like Steve Roth of Renato writing out the check for and kids to go. Michael? Can I explain? I, at 6.45, I'm going to give a talk in Carnegie Hall for the audience to explain how we run this orchestra and how we make it an institution mm-hmm. of possibility. And that's well, a very important thing for, for teachers and for people who care about how young people are brought up. Let's, uh, let's pick it up there. Tell us about your book, uh, The Art of Possibility, because um – it, it's been out for quite a while. Yeah, 2000. It's big bestseller, yeah. but uh, a lot of people may not um, make the connection. Right. Art of Possibility is a, is a method, approach to life. Uh, the best way I can describe it is it's a choice that we all have at every moment of the day, which is to choose to speak in the downward spiral or to speak in possibility. And the classic example is the, the, the two shoe salesmen who go to Africa to try to sell shoes, and one of them writes back a telegram saying, situation hopeless, stop, they don't wear shoes. And the other one writes a telegram back saying, glorious opportunity, they don't have any shoes yet. So that choice between what we call the downward spiral of despair and, and, and fear and competition is always a choice between that and the choice for possibility. And what I do in that orchestra is I train the, the people in the orchestra f- all the time in making that choice mm. and developing the discipline, and it's a rigorous discipline, of choosing a way of speaking and being which creates possibility for people. And the, <clears throat> the way it shows up is in the shining eyes of the people who are engaged right. in it. And I look for the shining eyes. Now, on a business channel like this, it's worth saying that most people are concerned in life about wealth and about fame and about power. And what I'm concerned about, my definition of success, well, is how many shining eyes in, do I have the, around In me? the time we have left, what is the number one mistake parents make when they say to your kids, do your piano lessons, do your right, violin lessons, right. So they're pushing them and they're focusing on success and failure and competition instead of on the glorious opportunity <clears throat> of okay. having great music in their life and sharing it with other people. Benjamin Sanders, thank you so much. With the Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra, Carnegie Hall, June 6th, June 7th. Be there. Thank you. Here's some <laughs> of his music. Thank you. <laughs>